You're tuned into After One Podcast. I'm your host, Arson. Let's set fire to the trails ahead of us. I remember taking part in a production. And admittedly, this must have been the easiest rule to date. As a matter of fact, I think it was the easiest role I've ever played. As a matter of fact, the role was so manageable. It was one of the few times that I was able to perform in the skit, in the drama, with the actual script in my hand while performing before the audience. Of course, they did not know that I had the script. It was obvious, but not very evident if you didn't really pay close attention to what was going on. I remember vividly the drama. It was called Death Room. It was one of those skits that we would put on from time to time the rules in terms of the performance would change but the gist would be the same throughout the many performances the various iterations basically what it was was a man coming to the end of his life having ran a miss with the law and having to pay the ultimate price having been charged placed before the court convicted and sentenced to death death by lethal injection in this particular iteration I served as the the priest I served as the one who would watch the criminal, the convict towards his final state. And my task was to go through the final rites to prepare his soul for eternity and as many of you can imagine one of the more prominent scriptures that comes to mind when you consider someone who is going through the wilderness of the soul to get to the point of being able to be received by Jesus even as the thief on the cross was able to ask Christ to remember him it was the 23rd song and there I was in my black satin buttoned down with black polyesters and my Stacy Adams with the gain of finish King James Bible in hand Page turned to the place where the 23rd Psalm was printed. 
one simple task walk while solemnly reading these verses of scripture to illustrate to the audience how at the end of it all the final voice that should be resonating as someone is aware of how close eternity is and death is towards transitioning them should be so I began as follows the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want sounding very priestly sounding very apostolic he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters he restored my soul all the while the mixed track in the background has the clanging of chains the jarring of other prisoners screaming to be free the looming voice and classical strings and notes of that epic final struggle between body and soul he leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake ye though i walk through the valley by the time I, I i got to valley there was a shift not realizing that both satin and polyester can pose a problem in a facility that was not well ventilated in fact the air condition was off it was only a youth event so suffice to say they were not cranking up the central air system for just a few non-tide paying individuals especially seeing the fact that this was a government summer camp and we were just there to give the kids a break before moving towards the other sessions what began as beads of sweat down my face became tsunamis moving from the great deep blue ocean towards the shore the shore being my eyes nose mouth down my shirt i lost track of where i was in the bible and realized that what should have been a well-known psalm to me was quite impossible considering the circumstances walking monologuing as it was reading scripture losing place with the finger because now the pools of water and sweat was now finding place on the page where it was and it was difficult for me to recall that the shadow of death and fearing no evil were the lies that followed. Thanks be to God and the power of the Holy Spirit, it came to me. The word came to me and located me. And so I was able to pick up from that point, you know, and all the while I'm sure that the audience must have thought that the priest who was heavy-hearted knowing that this would be another soul that might be lost for all eternity but from master. So I was able to continue for thou art with me. 
they roared and they starved, they comforted me. At this point, I think I was beginning to sound a bit, what's the word, Anglican, a bit Catholic, in that it became like a sing-song rendition. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I was loving myself. Came to the end of my role in the drum band. Made the beeline to the changing room. Ripped shirt off. Tossed it. I can't even say what became of it after the fact. I was so close to being exposed as one of the biggest heathens and miscreants in the gospel in that body of work that it was one of those moments I I never forgot but here it is now almost 20 years later looking back and seeing how we are not all that different from that man that woman that person on death row we are fully deserving of a life separate from Christ for those things that we've done, those thoughts, because Christ outlined in the Sermon on the Mount that while Moses in outlining the law was clear about the actions and the penalties for the action with Lex Talionis eyes for an eye, however, Christ revealed the greater truth that even in our thoughts we commit offense and so certainly there is none that would be free again made evident as they would have bring the prostitute the woman caught in adultery before Jesus and reminded him of the laws of Moses with respect to adultery Jesus in wisdom in a, in a modern effort to convey compassion, love, empathy, told them, go ahead, do it is as Moses instructs. However, let the, the leading person be the one that is free from any offense. Let the one that was without sin be the one that cast the first stone. No one was able to move a muscle except to about turn and make their ways back to their various corners of life finally looking up at the woman Christ was able to say where are the accusers seeing that there is none here to condemn neither do I condemn you go and sin no more and that was the gist of the drama that we would put on time and time again, death row. 
that those that see it here would go and sin no more, recognizing that there was a shepherd who knows that we should be sent before the guillotine, before the gas chamber, before the gallows. But rather than leading us to a death, he leads us towards the green pastures of eternal life. He leads us toward the pastures of still waters, the pastures in place where our hand can be anointed with oil and that the cup may overflow, that goodness and mercy will be that alone which follows us, that we can dwell in the house forevermore. The memory of that day, I think, had nothing to do so much with the perspiration factor. Though high it was, I think the reoccurring truth was the permanency of the Word of God. The permanency of God by His presence. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, three in one doing everything possible to ensure that the death, the sure death that came activated during the disobedience of Adam and Eve would not be conferred upon us because of what was done on the cross of Calvary through Jesus Christ. And even now I find myself, no matter how life may throw curveballs no matter how life may rage I'm able to be reminded of the fact that the shepherd is leading me each breath that I draw each time I would take up a mic and speak to you it's a reminder of the fact that he's leading me he's leading you and even as we are all sheep in the fellowship and in the flock of Christ we can all be reminded that the eternal life the pardon is made available for us I pray today that you would move and receive your pardon and not only receive it but make everyone aware that you would encounter just how much that pardon is so very close and so very attainable and It costs you nothing except the surrender of that which was never yours to begin with. Our life is a gift to manifest the glory of God in the earth. A gift that men and women can see, sons and daughters may be made aware of the truth of who God is and the power of his love. That he thought fit not to make you a juju tree, not made you a lizard or a gecko or a stork or any other created thing but made you son made you daughter made you his prized possession passage of scripture has it outlined as the apple of his eye means that you are the central point his focus he has you graven in the palms of his hands And that who is placed in his heart cannot be snatched away. I pray that whatever situation that you are in, that you would 
allow Christ to pivot you out of that death rule stance, out of those chains and navigate you like Peter along the straight street that you may run and tell the world just how much Christ loves them, how much he loves you. Father, I just give you thanks and praise that here we are this day. This day that you have made, Father God, with the sun, Father God, at our back, Father God, the wind, Father God, that is leading us and ushering us, Father God, your very breath of life, Father God, that you are the shepherd and you have the rod and the staff, that the scepter has never moved from your hand, Father God, and even now you do not slumber, neither do you sleep, so that we may be ushered into what you have called us to. Father, may you lead us to what eyes have not seen and what ears have not heard, Father God, that we may live out a life of one who has been parted from every sin and yoke to manifest your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, guys, this brings us to the end of our segment today on After One. Hope it was a blessing to you guys. Hope you guys are able to build upon it, use it as you move forward, and that it helps you become more victorious in everything that you do. Have a good one. Be blessed. After One.